Hello and welcome back to this week's Walk and Talk. I apologize, I'm out of breath. Neil and I walked up this giant mountain. I mean, it was huge. It's not a mountain, it's just a hill. It's no, just it a hill. I mean, look how high up we are. There's even fog in the background. You can see how high up we are. Anyways, be sure to listen closely, especially about the CBDC. I'm gonna go on ahead. All right. I'll see you soon. Come on, Kristen, pass me the thing. Let's get on with this. Oh, goodness. All right, well, Welcome, welcome to this week's Walk and Talk. And have I got a good one for you. We have got some interesting ones. We're going to start with a couple of news articles or things going on in the UK. We're then going to jump over to the USA and then we're going to wrap up with the interesting, not the boring uh, world stuff going on at the moment. But I do want to start with the CB. DC because we've just had a new announcement out. Watch very carefully what happens here because this is an announcement from the United Kingdom about what they call Britcoin. So Bitcoin with an R, R, uh, Britcoin. And they're saying now that it's not going to be actually come out until the middle of uh, this decade. So they're talking about 2025. I wouldn't be surprised if it came out earlier than that, just to let you know. I still don't think there's going to be a launch this year. I know a lot of people think it's going to be this year. Personally, I don't, not for the UK and not for the USA, because they're just not, uh, they're just not ready for it yet. But I've got to tell you some of the funny things that came out of it as well. But the, the main thing is, and this was from Sir, what's his name? Sir John Cunliffe, so he's the Bank of England's deputy governor, and he said that you're only going to be able to hold 10 to 20,000 pounds worth of the digital currency. And that's interesting because I've got to be honest here, when people have asked me about this before and said, Neil, what if they put limits on it and restrictions on how much you can hold? And if I have said to you in the past, I don't think they'll do that. I really don't. Well, reverse what I said there, because they are basically saying that is what they want to do. They actually want to put these limits on it. So then it raises the question, well, what would actually happen then if you've got more than 10 or 20,000 pounds or dollars or euros in the bank when they make this transition? Because we're using the Bank of England here as an example, but you know they're all on similar paths and trajectories with this. So what you see with the Bank of England, you're going to see with others as well. And it does make sense. And I've got this really interesting theory on how this is all going to come about. And what I think is going to happen, and remember, save this video, um, whatever you need to do, take a note of it, because I think this is going to happen in I don't know how many years time exactly because it will be different for each country and people are going to then say oh I remember when Neil said this so here's what I think is going to happen there's going to be some sort of a BBC news or whatever news it is for your channel breaking news breaking news uh, emergency announcement something like that and it's going to happen on a Friday and you're going to have the the prime minister the president whoever it is come onto the TV, or it could be someone like the Fed chair in the US, and they're going to say, um, you know, my dear citizens, blah, 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 blah. They'll make it all official um, because of, and they'll blame it on someone, um, whoever they're going to blame it on. I, I don't know. Oh, we've got some wind. We're at the reservoir now. 
I'll show you this actually as we're talking. So they're going to blame it on someone and they're going to say, because of this person. So think of, you know, the, the current example, because of Putin, um, all of our currencies have, have crashed, you know, and, and whatever else. So whoever it is, whoever the fall guy is at the time, all the currencies have had this massive liquidity crisis. There's been a sovereign debt crisis. There's going to be all these other things. And it's all going to happen very, very quickly. So that's, that's how I see this happening. And then they'll say, but don't worry, because we've got the solution for you. Oh, I wonder what this solution might be. A CBDC. And they're going to convert your money. But not everybody will have their currency converted. Unfortunately, um, and we passed this great thing called bail-in law, not bail-out law. Because last time we, it, it caused such upset, we said we'd never do it again. So Sorry if the camera's shaking here. The wind is ridiculously, it's blowing me all over strong. So that's what they're going to say. And some people will lose their money. Actually, we're going to turn around and go the other way. There's too much, there's too much wind here. It's going to destabilize the footage. So you think you've got a lot of money in, in your bank account. Well, what happens if they don't let you transfer all of it across when they launch this digital currency? That is what bail-in law is for. Now, I'm not saying you're all going to lose your money, which um, I know a lot of people think. I think some people will. They will lose their money and they'll never get back. But I think others who are in some of the bigger banks, perhaps, they'll receive this worthless stock, which is what bail-in is, gives you worthless stock. And then from the worthless stock, you will hold this for many, many years until the finances improve in a decade or something like that. So if you don't have a decade, <laughs> some of you who are older that watch the channel, then just think about that now and take the right precautions. There's Kristin down there. I think she's about to get the drone out of her bag. But a couple of other problems that they've talked about with the currency. Number one, they said that they're not going to be paying interest on this currency and that some of it will be destroyed at certain times, um, which I guess is similar to what they do at the moment, the central banks. But what if they start destroying your currency or they put the social credit score, carbon credit score and other limits and say that you have to spend this money by a set date. And if you don't spend the money by a set date, then you lose it. You see, this is the sort of thing that you can do with programmable currency. And that's the concern here. But I've got to tell you the one that made me laugh out loud. Let me read this out. This is an actual statement. But the biggest challenge we have right now is getting more diversity into the leadership team. <laughs> that, that actually made me laugh. I, I, you know, it's one of those situations where you've got your cup of tea or your glass of water, you, you're drinking it, you're hearing it and you, you spit it out. So they've got one of the most complex challenges mathematically, economically in the world right now, these, these different central banks. And their biggest challenge is not solving this mathematical problem and the implementation problem. It's recruitment. <laughs> yes, it's recruiting people into the team. Uh, this sort of stuff just just baffles me. I, 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 love, I love hearing it because I find it so amusing that people now listen to that and, and buy into it. But it just shows the sort of intellect level of people these days when they hear that and they say, oh gosh, this is the biggest problem. But sticking with the UK then, we got another story out today. Let's look at the 
reservoirs we talk actually. Uh, property sales and house prices continue to decline in the UK. If you haven't watched my most popular video on the channel, it might be worth you checking that out. It talks about this decline that's happening this year in 2023. It sort of just explains it all step by step and how it happens in the first place, how it turns around, etc. So check that out. Or actually, if you're not in the private community, well, if you are in the private community, check out the last video I posted because it was all on the housing market with forecasts and a lot of detail. So you can actually, because I know some of you are still waiting on the sidelines to buy or you're not sure whether to buy or you're an investor, etc. Please watch that last video. It goes into all, I know it's an hour and 15 minutes long and it goes into all the macro, but it is worth you watching it. So buyer demand uh, is down, uh, sorry, new buyer inquiries were down 47% in January and it was 40, down 40% in December. So we have a trend occurring here. Um, why are people not listing then? That is a, an interesting question. Why are people not uh, listing? Well, I was thinking about this and I think there's a couple of main reasons. Firstly, investors don't want to sell because they've got really good interest rates right now. So why would they want to sell, especially if you're a long, because I'm a long-term value investor, whether that's property, real estate, or whether that's stock market or, or whatever else it is that I'm buying. I am, I only buy long-term. I don't, I don't trade. There's people that do and, you know, good luck to them. I know people make a lot of money from it. It's not something I do. I only do long-term, think Warren Buffett and think, how does he do all that? Um, well, that's what I do. I, I, I sort of calculated and figured out his formula as to how he does it. And that's what I, for those of you who've watched my finance and stock market course, that is basically what that course is all about. It's breaking it all down. Link in the description. Uh, but anyway, coming back to this example then, if you are a homeowner, right, why would you, if you've got a two or 3% mortgage rate, why would you sell to move to another house where you're going to have to get a new mortgage and you're going to end up paying more for less of a house. You wouldn't. So I think this is why we're seeing very, very low inventory at the moment. And I think this is more prevalent in the USA as well, where you have 30-year mortgages. There's just no way a lot of people are ever going to leave their house Why rates are this high. They're, they're going to wait until rates come down again. So I know a lot of housing market gurus keep talking about these uh, masses of inventory hitting the market and all this. I wouldn't bet on it, my friends. I wouldn't bet on it. Not right now anyway. Yes, you might see inventory coming on a little bit later, but I just don't see it. At least in the next six months, I do not see it at all. You're going to have to have a lot more job layoffs for that. And in fact, Let's just talk about job layoffs now because Yahoo has just made, again, another tech company has just made that announcement. Let's see if we can find somewhere to sit down here. Okay, so Yahoo then, they've just announced to lay off more than 20%. That is huge of their staff. So 1,600 workers, obviously they're not a huge tech company, but 1,600 workers, tech workers is a lot of workers. Uh, this list goes on and on. We've had more than 100 thousand announcements just in the last few months alone. Salesforce, 8,000. Goldman Sachs, 3,200. Amazon, 18,000. Microsoft, 10,000. Alphabet, which is Google, 
12,000, Spotify 600, Philips 6,000, PayPal 2,000, Dell 6,650, Zoom 1,300. Honestly, this list goes on and on and on. So I think this now validates that forecast I made that this would be a white collar recession. And I'm, I'm confident on that. I mean, I was confident at the time when I made that forecast months ago, but I think this just validates it even more that this time would be different and I'm not even one of these people that goes on the news channels and gets paid as a guru to make forecasts. And yet the forecasts are more accurate than these gurus because we haven't seen what they said. Oh, engineering jobs. Oh, you know, blue collar jobs are going to get destroyed. No, no. I knew it wouldn't from day one because of what happened during lockdowns and everything else. There wasn't enough of these jobs and manufacturing would need to come back to the West as we slowly see the breakdown of these supply chains in China. And now we talked about their one child policy and the impact this has had. Obviously, that doesn't exist anymore, the one child policy. But the damage is already done from that policy because they're going to have a worker crisis now in the next 20 years. But I sometimes like to give you a kind of stock pick or an in the investment pick. Actually, we shouldn't use that word investment pick, but uh, a sector <laughs> pick. No investment advice here. And I was looking into, I've been using ChatGPT a lot more over the last week or so. And this is getting better and better every week. I've been using it for a couple of months now, I think it is. And it's getting better and better every single week. It's still completely biased, <laughs> no doubt about that, completely biased, uh, but it is getting stronger. And I think that we're gonna see some massive growth in the AI software companies. This is where I think you're gonna see the, the growth in the next five to 10 years. I'm not saying to, to buy into these things right now, unless you're gonna buy it and hold it for 10 years, because we could still see a downside. We talked about Kathy Wood and the ARC funds the other day, which I'm, I don't recommend, um, and how they've been down so badly. But sometimes funds like that, you wanna look, was that down 80%, 90% at one point? But actually the basis behind it is quite sound as to, what they're talking about, disruptive technology. Now, some of those are gonna to go to zero, I'm, I'm sure of that. But if some of them 10X, then it, it kind of balances it out when you look at it mathematically. And I think some of them are gonna do well. I think some of these disruptive tech companies are gonna do well, and AI is definitely, definitely one of them. But will they do well this year? That is the, that is the gamble. I'm still gonna wait, especially on the sort of growth tech kind of side. I'm still gonna wait until a little later in the, in the year because we need to see what happens yet. We need to see what happens as a result of all the currency destruction that's going on, these higher interest rates. But really, if you look back over, and again, I won't keep using myself as an example, but you look back over a, a few people that have made forecasts and do the kind of same videos that I do, and you see that what we were talking about with higher interest rates, currency destruction, would cause lower asset prices. And that, that's what we've seen and, and what we're seeing. And I think it's gonna continue. 
everyone thinks we've done this pivot now and we're going back into this bull market and all this other stuff. I just, I just don't see it. Sure, short term, okay, but long term, I just don't see it, especially with the job numbers that are coming out and they're being manipulated. You should look at the uh, look into the January job numbers. I think it was uh, that that was just that was just crazy. The way they've changed the data yet again to make it look better than it really is. And the government debt now it's eight hundred and fifty billion dollars in interest payments just to service that debt. Soon enough, that's going to be a trillion dollars to service that debt. Who's going to pay that? It's going to be taxpayers. It's, uh, it's, it's scary. It really is. It's worrying how this is all going. But one funny story I wanted to mention this week, and this one really made me laugh. So we have this Nobel, I can't remember his name, but this Nobel Prize winning journalist, I think he is. And, you know, he's done all this wonderful stuff for the world and exposés and, and whatever else. And he did this story, just put this story out on who bombed the Nord Stream 2. <laughs> Guess who he said it was? The Americans. So he did this big investigation into it. And, and here's what made me laugh. The media jumped all over this straight away. And the day before, right, he's a Nobel Prize winning journalist. They put him out and they give him the title discredited journalist. <laughs> discredited journalist. Oh, that made me laugh so much. Because as soon as you say something against the narrative, they will give you a label like that, discredited. So the day before, hero, but as soon as you say something like that, discredited. And he had all this evidence for it. And if you remember, I did a video on it and I pretty much laid out the same evidence for the, for the US and the UK, but now it's sort of more. And here's the other thing, you've got you've to bear this in mind. If you think about the WEF and everyone else right now, what do they say their biggest priority is in the world? It's green, isn't it? It's uh, climate and everything else. That explosion released more methane in, you know, the short space of time it was going than anything, anything you can ever imagine. I mean, it, it was so big that I can't even quantify how much was released. And it was also the biggest terrorist incident ever, ever, they're saying. The biggest terrorist incident ever. Well, I don't know. I think there's, we could give a couple of other ones, but that's what they're saying. And yet, the investigation was a small team from a Nordic country that did it. And then they said they're not going to release the findings. Oh, okay. No one else is interested. Doesn't anybody want to know who bombed the pipeline? Nope. Don't they want to know who caused all the methane? Nope. Don't they want to know who did the biggest terrorist incident ever? Nope. No one wants to know. And then when someone puts out a story, he's a discredited journalist. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder what happened there. I wonder. Oh gosh, these things, we, we've got to laugh about them because they're so, they're so bad. They're so crazy and nefarious that we have, we have to smile or, uh, well, I have to smile or else it will drive me mad, this stuff. It'll make me so annoyed. So that's why I laugh all these things off. I have to. Okay, let's wrap up then with the last few sort of clips around the world. We'll, we'll turn this way. I can see Kristen in the background there. If you can see her, she might be blurred out a little bit. But last few articles then. Social credit Brazilian style. So universal basic income is coming in, UBI. But to get it, and this is not just like a rumor, this is the 
the new uh, leader of Brazil saying this in a video. He's saying, to get it, you have to be vaxxed with all the vaxxes that the government tells you. So you want your UBI. Hmm, I wonder if that might be a sign for the rest of the world. You want your monkey pox? <laughs> no, thank you. Well, you've got to get it if you want your UBI. But I need, a, I, I need a job. Sorry, AI took all your jobs. Oh, darn it. But at least Switzerland seems to be fighting back against the uh, CBDC cashless society. It looks like they're about to vote on it. Uh, they want to keep their banknotes and coins forever. UK strike calendar then. Gosh, February and March in the UK is going to be pretty brutal yet again. I'm glad this mail strike is over, but I still can't post my international package. Royal Mail will not take my package yet. They keep saying, no, no, not yet. We've got this massive backlog. Okay, whatever. But who else is going to be stri striking? Educators, health, transport. Yeah, because that's exactly what we need. More health uh, strikes, as if it isn't bad enough and collapsing as it is. We need more. We need more. And wood burners. We've always got to mention wood burners, haven't we? My favorite source of highly dense hydrocarbons efficient uh, wood burners. What did I say? What did I say a year ago that they will try and make these things illegal? Well, if you want to install a wood burner now in London, if you live in London, so new build or a refurbishment on your property, you cannot. It is now Siddiqui Khan. I can't even remember what his name is now. Uh, how long has he been mayor, by the way? Seriously, how long has that guy been mayor of London? Is this like a, a lifetime position or something? But anyway, he's passed a law. He said it is now illegal, according to his words, to install a wood burner. So good luck, because that's going to spread. All these things are spreading, by the way. People keep asking me about, you know, oh, why did you buy this new property on the Isle of Man? And you know, that everyone wants to know about the plans for self-sufficiency. And everything. by the way, I'm going to hold a mastermind. I don't know when exactly, but I'm going to hold a mastermind once the property is uh, not fully done, but at least 50%. And I'm going to, and already I'm starting to put it in the, in the private community, the journey. So I'm going to start putting the refurbishment in and everything that I'm doing. It's going to be super cool. I'm, I'm so excited for it. But yeah, you're going to see all this stuff spreading. It's already spreading. It's going to get worse. They're going to keep... This is why I want to be out the way. Just look at this. How many people can you see right now? This is what I like. And I know not all of you are like this and you probably feel worried living on your own um, out the way. But for me, I, I prefer it. And I much prefer the self-sufficient life. Uh, I really do. Zero crime, zero problems do what you want on your land. Yes, please. Thank you very much. But finally, I've got to tell you this one. I have to tell you this one. We all wondered what happened to Dr. Frouchy. We're using some code words here. We all wondered what happened to him. He just disappeared off the radar. Where did he go? Well, he, he has a new job now, apparently. Well, not apparently. He does have a new job. This is a fact. What is his new job, you may ask? His new job is... He's a motivational speaker for $100,000 per speech. Yes, $100,000 per speech. A man that was just a normal guy before wasn't, I mean, he had a fair amount of money, but he wasn't the wealth level he has now. Gosh, the amount of money this man now has and earns a year and all of his other royalties and stuff, unbelievable. 
unbelievable. So yeah, if you want a motivational speech by that gentleman, that's a too polite of a word, then uh, yeah, you can go and watch him. 100 grand per speech. Crazy, crazy talk. All right, let's wrap it up there. Thank you so much for watching today. Take care. God bless you guys and your community and your family. I hope you um, are good. I hope you're not suffering with too many of these new crazy things that keep coming out and it is going to get worse remember just keep preparing i keep making these videos for you so you can always see um, check out the finance course in the description below check out the private community and remember yes there is a long waiting list on this but if you ever want a one-on-one -on -one call with me you can do that as well link in the description all right take care see you soon bye bye see you later